Hi, this is Peggy. We lost the audio for CARES part of the episode because of some technical difficulties. So this is just going to be an episode with just Libby and me, but we worked really hard on it and we hope you like it. Um, So thanks for listening. Bye. In these harrowing times, three women step forward to debunk the myths and untruths floating around the internet and the world. I'm Peggy, the public health specialist. I'm Libby, the librarian. And I'm Carrie, the rock scientist. This is The Triple Hoax. We're back. This is the Triple Hoax. I'm Peggy. I'm Libby. And we're here today to, um, well, we've been on a hiatus, <laughs> as you might have noticed. It wasn't necessarily a planned hiatus, but it happened. It never, it never is <laughs> with us. Uh, but we came out of our metaphorical uh, hiding be- because we heard some things, rumblings on the internet and on Netflix that oh, made us... Yeah. Yeah. That made us very unhappy. So now we're back. <laughs> I mean, we've been unhappy about a lot of things in this past year, but um True. But I mean this this one we felt like we did just have to come out of our, our hermit caves mm-hmm. and um address this, yeah. Make a stink. <laughs> so So anyway, welcome to Goop Noop. <laughs> <laughs> our episode about the horror that is Goop by Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, including her new horrendous Netflix TV show. Which is entitled The Goop Labs. Uh, labs. Mm-hmm. Because that lends some scientific credence to it if it's a lab. Yes, of course. That's where science is done, don't you know? So we wanted to start out with sort of the history of Goop. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to read to you the official um, mm. About Us What's Goop page from goop.com. Okay. Uh, it's very short, just so you know. Yes. It says, in 2008, Gwyneth Paltrow launched Goop from her kitchen as a homespun weekly newsletter. It's grown a lot since then. We operate from a place of curiosity and non-judgment, and we start hard conversations, crack open taboos, and look for connection and resonance wherever we find it. We don't mind being the tip of the spear. In short, we go first, so you don't have to. We're glad you're here. Uh, And then it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, like, we talk about... Mm open-minded and service-centric approach to the work we do we ask questions about all of it we believe that people can take what serves them and leave what doesn't which is how they get by posting bullshit because they're yes. like you're just gonna take from this what you want <clears throat> and yeah. then there's also a shop with completely insane overpriced garbage Bar- garbage um and our our good friend GP also has a uh, a podcast, of course, and a lot of recipes that mm. I will talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a timeline 
Um, oh boy. On this, on this about, and it's it's separated into BN before newsletter and AN after newsletter. <laughs> Which in she... 2009, GP created the first Goop Detox. Recipes include broccoli and arugula soup, a blueberry almond smoothie, and detox teriyaki chicken. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to say the least. Uh, there was another an interesting thing I found about like they later updated because they got a lot of criticism as we'll talk about. But they wrote, as Goop has grown, so has the attention we receive. We consistently find ourselves to be of interest to many, and for that, we are grateful. But we also find that there are third parties who critique Goop to leverage that interest and bring attention to themselves. I just spit on my (laughs) microphone, sorry. It's because I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So, oh, also, if, uh, if I do, like, weird, tiny burp noises it's because i'm drinking a seltzer um i just need everybody to know that because Mm -hmm. i don't want you to think that i have some sort of like weird tick that makes me just (laughs) yes that we we can't edit out yeah yeah (laughs) that's kind of the history of goop um it's it has to be seen to be believed if you go on the website there are all kinds of weird and like gross bullshit um and when goop started because gwyneth paltrow i think didn't really know a whole lot like she talked about like detox diets which i'm doing finger quotes around um she talked about like a bunch of stuff that was gaining steam at the time but it took her a couple years to really jump on the pseudoscience bandwagon um i think once they started the website it really went uh, went above and beyond, and she got a lot of the first thing that she really got a lot of flack for. Although I think people who knew about the website before that, who weren't like devotees of this website, um, the first thing that caught people's attention was the jade vaginal egg. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Hmm. Okay, so the jade vaginal egg, uh, which, by the way, like, if you Google where they say that this vaginal egg came from, there's really no uh, authentic previous history of it. You'll just find, it's like self-referencing, you'll just find more wellness and pseudo-medicine sites with jade eggs. You won't actually find, like, the traditional eastern medicine that they claim that this shit comes from it's such it a doesn't. loaded phrase like we can talk about the racism and like oh yeah so racist. inherent in the the like the way they talk about their pseudomedicine yeah, yeah but anyway we'll get to that yeah so basically what the jade vaginal egg is is it's a it's a what it sounds like it's an egg and it can be made out of, they said it's made out of jade, or you can get the rose quartz one, whatever. It's all the same. So it's about, it's not too big, but it's basically kind of like Kegel weights too. Like that's a real thing that it's based on. But like, um, you just put it in your vagina and it sits in there. And like that in itself isn't a problem. Although the real problem is, is they're selling something that's porous yes. and that's not safe for vaginas Don't at put all. crystals in your hoo-ha. No. Do not. Um, and so... <laughs> We're going to put yes. that on a shirt. 
<laughs> we'll put that on our koozies. Yeah. Don't put crystals in your hoo-ha. Yeah. Um, and so she claimed or that... Or your butt. It, don't put them in your butt either. No, anyway, don't. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's even worse because it has fur. It has further to travel. Oh yeah, if it doesn't have a flared base, don't yeah. get stuck. Fun sexual health tip: Don't put anything without a flared base in your butt. Um, so the vaginal egg was supposed to cure vaginal prolapse, which one hundred and ten percent it will not do. Nope. Is a very dangerous claim because that's a condition where you need to take yourself to the emergency room. It also said that it could, like, cleanse your vagina. It could help with, like, infertility and, like, other, like, lady hormonal issues. Or, I, I apologize. With people with uteruses and vaginas, like, hormonal-related stuff. And there is no way it can do that. So, um, I, I looked yeah. at the um, properties of jade in, like... Pseudo. Pseudo, okay. like, yeah. with people who believe in, like, crystal healing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, jade is a protective stone... Um, it mm. keeps the wearer from harm, and mm. it brings harmony. Mm-hmm. It stabilizes the personality and promotes self-sufficiency. It soothes the mind, and it attracts good luck and friendship. So, okay. apparently it also assists the body's filtration organs. Okay. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I feel like... Your vagina wants some friends. <clears throat> it does, yeah. It does. Uh, it does. Um, uh, uh, so... They, this jade egg, like, made the news because it's, like, women's sexual stuff, so people always want to make a huge deal out of that, but also because these are very, very specious claims. They're totally bullshit. The egg is expensive, also, on top of that. Let me look Um, up the price on the website. Yeah, it's just very unsafe. It doesn't do what it says. And, I mean, technically, like, if you put a weight in the vagina and you, like, clench those muscles, you are exercising those muscles. But that's what Kegel weights are for. That's true. And you can buy Kegel weights that are, like, safe to use, like, on the internet. But you know what's free? Just clenching and unclenching those muscles and just, like, working on it. Like, yeah, that is, I mean, there it is technically good for you, like... but not this. Yeah. So, um, like, the other thing is that if you talk to, like, a pelvic floor physical therapist, they will tell you that the majority of women do not need to do Kegel exercises. Mm -hmm. Generally, it's after you've given birth Mm -hmm. um, that you need to re-strengthen those muscles because of how much they've been stretched out. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, or if you have, like, um, vaginismus... Like, something that's actually diagnosed if you have, like, a lot of pain during sex and your doctor recommends that you go to a pelvic floor physical therapist who can help you with that. Like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, 100%. It is. It's awful. Um, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically, like, these these jade eggs and even Kegel weights aren't necessarily going to help you if it's not something that you need. They, they are operating on this premise that human health has no upward bound. Like, you could be, like, infinitely well. Like, you should just keep pushing all the time. The Goop Jade Egg is $66. Ugh. Um, eggs are pre-drilled to add a string to them, which, I mean, 
That's the that's safety cool. thing, I guess. They recommend using unwaxed dental floss as the string. Mm-mm, I'm mm-mm, not so mm-mm. sure that that would be strong enough to pull the jade egg out of your lady parts. No, no, your, no, no. Your, your va- vagina parts. No. Vaginas are strong, dude. Like, it'll suck that shit right up. But, so the jade, the jade egg also, that whole scandal caught the attention of Dr. Jen Gunter. So she's an OBGYN and a pain medicine physician. Um, she writes a lot about sex. She wrote a book um, that came out last year called The Vagina Bible, which is really cool if you haven't. Um, that's kind of going to be another one of my recommendations. But she did a small TV show on YouTube called Jen's Blaining. Um, but she got a lot of... She, she got sued, I think, by Goop. I'd have to double check that. And it's basically an article from last summer on her on her website that we'll link to in the show notes. Goop claimed in an interview, specifically when asked about Jen Gunter, Dr. Gunter, that she's an interesting one because I feel like we're on the same side most of the time. She says, like, no, no, we're, we're not on the same side at all. Just so everybody knows, we're going to talk about some other stuff that, that Goop sells that's total pseudoscience and garbage. But um, <laughs> Goop did have to pay $145,000 for making false claims on their website, specifically about jade eggs, but also about other things that they were selling. Yeah. Yeah, there was one that really pissed me off that didn't get as much press that I feel like should have. There was an essential oil blend that they were saying would treat depression. If you took it, if you ingested it, or if you put it in your bath. Nope, don't eat them. Don't sniff them. Nothing. No, don't do it. It's not safe. Don't do that. Ever. Also, how the fuck is it going to treat your depression if it's in your bath water? Goop also had to, they had to pay the fine, but they also had to do disclaimers. On their website, like the one that I read earlier about taking what you want from whatever they write. Um, But now they have disclaimers on their shop, on their online shop, about how, like, their claims aren't, aren't necessarily substantiated and you're buying things at your own risk. That's not the words they use, but... One of the interesting things about that, that they're starting, they probably were doing already, but I'm sure they're doubling down on now, is that they outsource to other people who can make claims. So they're starting to like, they already did this, but their their favorite thing to do is round up other pseudoscientists who are their... Their, le- their talking yep. heads, their experts they bring in, but they'll outsource ideas to those talking heads' websites. They make claims, so. It's usually, like, um, pseudoscience doctors, so they have, like, that credential yeah. that makes people more prone to believing them. Um, so it's mm-hmm. usually people with PhDs or MDs. Um. There's a detox doctor that's, like, her favorite. He used to be, like... Dr. Axe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, does all sorts of stuff about, like, Ayurvedic medicine or Eastern medicine or whatever now. And he talks all about detoxes and it's gross. Yeah. One of the other things that we wanted to specifically talk about is these stickers (laughs) that she was selling. Um, And then they got in trouble. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about these stickers. (laughs) So these stickers... I don't think they even had anything in them, <laughs> like in the adhesive. They were made out of but the like, material that those reflective blankets are made out of. Yeah, but they were also, like, they were advertised as, like, there were different ones that 
could make mm-hmm. you feel better. Like there were pain relief ones. There were like mm-hmm. ones that would promote wellness and cure your depression mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, ones that would make you happy, mm-hmm. like that episode of Doctor Who where people are like addicted to these patches. Um, but she was advertising them as developed by NASA <laughs> and used by astronauts. Um, unfortunately for her, <laughs> NASA was like, no, no, not at all. No. Um, and so they did have to stop claiming that they were, um, that they were based in science at all. They were supposed to balance your energy fields with that, like, bullshit quantum mechanics shit they're always using. Yeah, and they were $120. They were biofrequency healing sticker packs. Basically, NASA was like, no, they don't have anything like Mm -mm. that. They don't use anything like that. And they don't have any effect on the human body. Um, it's a sticker, and I think it was probably made out of the same type of material that, like, the birth control patches made oh, out of, or, like, nicotine okay. patches made out of. So it seemed more legit, but <clears throat> not, not real. real. <laughs> Did not work. Didn't do anything. Um, and, yeah, and so they got in trouble with uh, NASA for that because... Well, and there are, like, pain patches. Yeah. There are legitimate medical yes. things that can help you that are a patch although i would um caution anyone against using said patches for too long yes because i developed an um al- an adhesive allergy Oof, yeah from using the birth control patch when i was in middle school and i cannot use any adhesive wow. things on yeah. my body anymore mm-hmm. um it's not like anaphylactic or anything it's a skin reaction you end up with like um the adhesive voice so like i can't use band-aids i can't use like kt tape mm. or um anything mm-hmm. self-adhesive um can't use yeah. like uh pimple patches yeah. um so just as a warning if you're going to use some sort of patch a nicotine patch or a birth control patch or a pain patch um just be careful not to use them too often um yeah follow instructions on the package and talk, talk to, your, to doctor. your doctor about it yeah for sure yeah um also don't put them in the same exact place every time mm, um, yeah, because if you do that that's what's gonna it's going to oversaturate mm-hmm. that area of skin with adhesive. But anyway, yeah. besides the point. <laughs> That's a good PSA. I was going to say um, it's really interesting because um, the quantum mechanics shit keeps popping up. I've noticed in the research I was doing around this because the energy healing that they talk about in the Goop show, and I'm sure they mention it on the website, and then I've been listening to the Dream podcast, which everyone should oh, listen yeah. to. They talk about how... There's some areas of essential oils where they talk about how essential oils vibrate on a frequency and they're supposed to change how your body vibrates on a certain frequency. And like, um, and then these stickers, like this is the, like a common co-opting thing is taking quantum mechanics, whatever that means to people because they don't actually use real quantum mechanics correctly. So it becomes like a mental game, like whatever it means to you. And they try to be like, we're going to vibrate you at a different frequency. Or or they'll be like, this sticker, this oil, this has a specific frequency that you want and you want to use it. This has a special property. And it's not real. <laughs> when you're using yeah. essential oils in your home, that's one thing. Like in a diffuser, that's one thing. If you're using them yeah. in a public environment, don't. <laughs> don't yeah. do it. No. 
Don't breathe them in. No, don't eat them. Don't nope. and sniff them. Nothing. And especially, 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 do not use them heavily with children. Nope. Like, do not do that. <laughs> you never know what's going to end up being an allergy trigger for your child. So, they, yeah, they do, they don't vape them yet, but they sure do sell them. And then they say, like, oh, this will treat your depression. I have seen, I have definitely seen, like, <clears throat> people who are, like, young living salespeople, um, mm-hmm. like, say that they use, like, basil essential oil in their spaghetti sauce instead of <gasps> no. actual basil. No. And like oregano essential oil. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It doesn't taste good even. It's bad for you, but it doesn't taste good either. That's such white people shit. Like they're so afraid of spices and they don't know how to use them that we just are like, essential oils are the same, right? Uh, They literally sell basil in tubes at the store if you're that afraid of the real thing. Like you can just squeeze a little bit of paste in there. Yeah. We'll take a quick music break and then we'll come back and talk about the Goop Lab. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the Netflix series that premiered this January called The Goop Lab because we need more goop. Apparently, Netflix decided to promote this kind of awful pseudoscience by partnering with Gwyneth Paltrow, just making a television show with her. Um, the This is kind of what brought us mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm, our caves. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of us, I think, independently saw the ad for mm-hmm. this goop Netflix show. And we, like, texted each other immediately, and we were like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck is this bullshit? Why are Mm -hmm. they giving her a platform? She already has Mm -hmm. a platform. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the show and how that goes. There's a really great article um, that's basically, like, I watched the Goop Netflix series, so you don't have to, that goes in depth about each episode. We would highly recommend reading that article and not watching the show. Do not give this show views. The more people who watch it, the more likely it is that Netflix will give it a second season. Um, don't watch it. If the mo- if the most you want to do is go into the show on Netflix and thumbs down it and don't watch it. Yes. Um, but yeah, read this article. We'll link to it in the show notes, but don't. Don't even hate watch. I know it's tempting. It was super tempting for me. I almost did. And then I was like, no. They did say that like, it's not even like funny bad. Like it's not even hate watch worthy you don't even want to hate watch it because of how boring it is yeah yeah and so the name of the article it's an Ars Technica article and the name of the article was Goop's Netflix series is so much worse than I expected and I can't unsee it so all right where do we want to start talking about Um, which is called the Goop Lab by the way and just so everybody knows Goop is never capitalized like when most people talk about it it's all caps but in anything that's from Goop it's all lowercase 
So I'm struggling to remember. Oh, the very first episode is she sends her, uh, she sends her employees because her employees are always the ones who are doing anything that could be semi-dangerous. Oh, she doesn't do, she doesn't do any of this stuff herself, like on the show. Yeah, because she's smart enough to know that if she, she could get fucked up by the stuff she makes her staff do. Like, for sure. And if that's not telling, I don't know what is. Because if she's not even going to put her money where her mouth is, she knows that some of this stuff is not safe. Um, And I'm sure she would make bullshit excuses like, well, I was busy. Or, well, this is good that they, I, you can show regular people doing this. So in the first episode, her employees go to Jamaica to do mushrooms. Yes. So the really interesting thing that uh, someone pointed out in the meta videos I was watching was that they actually talked to experts about hallucinogens after she already sends her employees to just go do mushrooms in a place where they're unregulated. Like they talk to experts here and they're like, oh yeah, like there's been work done scientifically by professionals in a lab with people with hallucinogens and that's the context that you should do it in and then they just cut to like her employees in jamaica where it's unregulated just doing mushroom laying on yoga mats freaking the fuck out yep um i do want to say that before each episode there is a disclaimer um that says the following series is intended to entertain and inform not provide medical advice (laughs) you should always consult your doctor when it comes to your personal health or before you start any treatment the only thing is that like it's super one-sided yeah and like anecdotal so you're never gonna hear the quote-unquote western medical practice um opinion on it yeah because they don't even offer that as information Well, and the interesting thing is, like, when we talk in health communication, in real science, like social science, when we study health communication, uh, anecdotal evidence, a story, is always psychologically stronger than somebody writing something down and telling you, do this or don't do that. So even if they do this disclaimer, like they're legally obligated to, the weight of that is very, very weak. The 30-minute episode, anecdotally, of women talking and stuff and, and quote-unquote, scientists talking will always have more psychological weight for people than just those words on a screen. So even though they're technically doing their due diligence, they know and we know intuitively that these one-on-ones and this this footage is way stronger. Um, and we know that science scientifically, too. So it's bullshit. So... The other thing is that that particular episode, I really dislike the idea that it promotes this sort of like wellness slash drug tourism yeah. and exploitation. Yes. Because a lot of the times, and including here in this episode, I believe, they um, they go to like a, a clinic or whatever um, mm-hmm. that is run by an expatriate. Oh. Like, they yeah. it's it's a white person mm. who went down there and bought some land and started this business <sighs> and they get people to to come there and experience this psychedelic transformative experience it's a psycho psycho spiritual experience um 
like but also like talking about how it can cure your mental health oh yeah that part i was like like, no 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 they drank mushroom tea in a ceremonial setting that's the other thing it has to be a ceremonial setting okay surrounded by a psychedelic elders we have to connect with the spirit of the mushroom as i believe what Mm -hmm. one of them said there's so much to Uh, unpack there there's colonialism whiteness exploitation saying that mental health can be cured quote-unquote by a substance that's natural like all of it is horrible so um i also i'm gonna talk about it in my um recommendations but oh no ross and carrie went to mm-hmm. costa rica and did ayahuasca mm-hmm. um and that episode is insane yeah anyway um so it's very similar to that it's sort of this like spiritual slash medical ish tourism it's like like pseudo medical tourism yeah um yeah but anyway so apparently like that even watching them trip on mushrooms is super boring like which (laughs) makes sense because you're not the one experiencing this psychedelic trip Mm, Um, yeah yeah um and puke into a bucket oh come Um, on And this is why we study hallucinogens in labs still. <laughs> like, we don't... I mean, there is a lot of evidence, like, scientific evidence yes. that, that psychedelics and hallucinogens could help with specific mental illnesses. Yeah, depression. But mm-hmm. depression, yeah, um, specifically. But um, It's still we, in its early stages. We haven't gotten to... We haven't even gotten to animal trials with that yep. yet. So, yep. because there's still a class... Is it class C? Yeah. A schedule one is what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, drug, which means that it's like super, super felony. But not in Jamaica as a white person. Nope. So um, <laughs> I know, Peggy, I think you're the one who really wanted to talk about the second episode. Yes. Okay. So the second episode is actually a topic that's very near and dear to my heart and is actually the only good episode out of the whole thing from what I can tell. Um, oh, but the- Oh, that was the, th- the third episode. Oh, the third the episode. episode. Is the Iceman. Iceman. Oh, the Iceman cometh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so different. Not scratch everything I just said because the second episode is bullshit. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, so it's about this guy who he actually has set some world records for endurance in cold water. Uh, and it actually turns out because he's a twin, he and his twin were uh, studied by actual scientists and found to have specific genetics and brown fat content in their bodies that made them very well suited to uh, having long endurance in very cold temperatures. So, yeah, he took that and ran with it. And his brother doesn't does normal things. I, I don't think he does anything. <laughs> um, but he has proclaimed himself as someone who... Um, has a, a a method i forget what it's called it's named after him of course because he's an egomaniac yeah. uh, he has a method where he uh, pro- his name by the way is wim hof wim hof yes wim hof so wim hof method you use a combination of meditation breathing and cold water to uh cure any number of things as usual he claims he can cure cancer with his method which is a classic sign of a pseudoscientist it has been found that breathing and meditation can be very helpful with people with mental illness and it can also be really helpful for pain but that's like in very specific contexts and it's not a cure it's just it helps moderate those feelings 
So, but basically what he says is like, you like do this weird routine where you do breathing and meditation and you're like out in the snow and the cold and you go in the cold water. And so all the goop uh, underlings have to do his whole method in this episode. And it's lucky that none of them died because people have died doing his method because when the human body is exposed to extremely cold water, you go into shock. You're supposed to do it, like he says, progressively, like get progressively cold water. But apparently, and the goop underlings don't even do that. No. They just jump right into really cold water, the natural version. Cryotherapy, for anyone who doesn't know, is people go into a chamber that has that has liquid nitrogen running through the walls of it. So it makes it extremely cold and they stay for like very short periods of time and it claims to like halt your cells. And so that's really good for you because it's like an anti-aging thing and it's supposed to have all sorts of healing properties. Um, it doesn't, it's because it's, it's skewing real science that find found that in situ, is that the right word for it? In, in cells, whatever the Latin is yeah. for that, in, in cells, cells. It, it, it arrests the growth of cells, cells in no, petri no, dishes. No, in cells. Of cells, sorry. Oh, of cells. It, in cells are a completely different thing. Yes. I wish. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they found that in a lab, and we know this, cells will stop growing when exposed to really cold temperatures. But that doesn't work in humans, like no. living humans. So it's a pretty typical pseudoscience thing to take stuff from like one journal article and just blow it into this like whole method that 100% works. Or like one tenet of real science and just like blow it into this whole like, this is how lifestyle and like, and Goop does that a lot on their site where they'll take one journal article and just be like, this is science now. Yeah. So that, uh, that episode's pretty dumb and we're lucky a goop employee didn't die doing that third episode peggy is (laughs) is near and dear to your heart in our notes in our outline it's called the orgasm grandma yes okay so as i we mentioned in the intro obviously is i'm in i'm a public health researcher um and one of the uh i took a reproductive health class in grad school and one of the best segments because we got introduced to experts like every week that talked about their topic one of my favorite segments was this lady who is i would say not exactly a grandma but grandma status who was a sex therapist who was amazing because there are aspects of like obviously total health means people also enjoy their sexual lives and they don't just worry about like sexual health, like diseases or anything like that, but they also have a healthy sex life that brings them pleasure and joy and makes them feel better and feel good. Um, So it is a real aspect of health for people with vaginas and you know, queer people who are usually neglected, their sexual well-being yeah. is usually neglected in society. So I have to stress that that is a real thing that real science is working on because we're learning more and more about how that is a very real thing in your own health, your mental health in life. Um, so I really enjoyed her talk. So someone very similar to that is the guest star on this Goop episode. She's a um, sexual health educator for people with vaginas and vulvas. And she runs workshops where she has 
people with vaginas and vulvas, like, actually look at their vulvas because a lot of society has, I mean, all of society has a lot of shame, a lot of uh, misinformation about what a vulva looks like, what it does, how you can make yourself feel good if you have one. Um, there's a, just a lot of years and years and years of issues. Um, and so she has workshops where someone who's a trained specialist like works with people to help them work on having orgasms, learning how to masturbate, just awesome sex education. Um, anyone you talk to who's like a progressive sex educator would 100% agree that this is really great work and this is really important. Um, so this is the only, and, and all the meta reviews that I watched or saw preparing for our pod episode, everybody's like, this is a great episode. This is doing a good thing. It's destigmatizing, but it's the only one, <laughs> you know? Well, and the other thing is that the only good parts are the parts where she's speaking. Yes. Because there is a point in the episode where Gwyneth Paltrow admits to this woman's face that she does not know the difference between the vagina and the vulva. Yeah. Thanks. That's the American health sex education system talking. This is a whole, uh, this is totally a goop pattern too, because I was reading something someone had written about how they have a statement on Goop's website of how vaccines are important. It's a whole long blog post. They're like, herd immunity, vaccines are important. Yeah. And you're like, great. They invited multiple anti-vaxxers to speak at one of their recent conferences. Yep. They want to they have it both ways. Yep. They, and that's how you know they're just out to make money and they're pandering. Because they want to play to people who kind of believe in like alt medicine, but also still believe in real medicine and woo woo people. <laughs> so they're not standing for any kind of moral or empirical judgment. They're like, money, please. Yep. So I did really appreciate that episode, but it does not cancel out um, anything else. <laughs> Um, I know we also really wanted to talk about the, I believe, last episode. No, the um, second to last episode, which was about energy healing. Mm. Um, we just want to mention that that's not real. Nope. Um, the guy, it's the one, uh, it's the same guy who pulled um, a spirit out of whose butt? Julianne Huff. Julianne Hoff's butt. Um, that's not real. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to bring it up, too, because, uh, you know, uh, it sucks because Julianne Hoff has been a very vocal person about having endometriosis. And she's really trying to advocate for women who suffer from it as well as her. She's a high-profile person to in some circles. I mean, if y'all don't know, if you're listening to this podcast, she's a professional ballroom dancer on Dancing with the Stars and she's very very popular for that um and so it's like she's got a lot of women's ear like you know they're like oh I have endometriosis too maybe energy healing will help my endometriosis and 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 yeah and the other concerning thing is um Libby put me on to the podcast let's talk about sex and I was listening to it and um yeah Energy healing, but specifically saying that there are bad energies and things that need to be taken out of women's pelvic area, their vagina yeah. and their uterus, is a common thing that cults 
bank on because usually cults are started by men who really, really hate women. And this idea that women have something lurking in their pelvis that's fucking with them is like an ancient idea about how women are inherently messed up. And the actu- only way it can be solved yep. is if they sleep with the cult leader. Yes. Yeah. And also they'll do healing like this guy did on Julianne Huff, And they'll also use it as an opportunity to sexually assault them. Like I've yep. heard about this more than once. And actually, whenever I think about it, I think of the scumbag from MSU, the gymnast coach. Yeah. He would use uh, aligning girls' pelvis. to be, like, a pelvic floor therapist and, like... And that's how he sexually assaulted 40-plus girl, young girls. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That piece of fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that this sort of wellness... um, pseudoscience um like my yeah mindset Mm -hmm. is definitely cultish Mm -hmm. um yeah they basically once you get into it Mm -hmm. like you're primed to believe more and more outrageous claims basically Mm -hmm. yep um it's not a very far step from like believing that you should um put a jade egg up your your hoo-ha um to then believing that maybe you should try out a, or I mean I guess a better a better example would be trying a detox diet mm-hmm. like it's not a very far step from that to taking supplements or mm-hmm. using essential oils and from there it's not a very far step to homeopathy mm-hmm. and naturopathy uh, naturopathic mm-hmm. medicine yeah um, and then and not vaccinating your kids in. yeah exactly and then not so getting cancer treatment right I think it's also that um, you then you also make friends in that community. Mm-hmm. You sort of find your tribe, yeah. which is very co- very problematic term anyway. Right. But yeah, I mean that's kind of what they say is right. like you know I finally found my people. Like that's I'm what Lululemon sell. Or sorry, Lululemon people yep. say when they're interviewed. Yeah. Yep. And also they're more likely to recommend things to their followers without actually trying them. Yeah. The interesting thing that I found from someone I was reading, I wish I could remember who, um, but they were saying the strong message, I think it was on the dream. It was the strong messages. Doctors don't listen to you, but yep. we do. Yeah. Um, you can be like Gwyneth and be healthy, full, whole woman and beautiful just do these things she's telling you, which is straight up cult shit. They tell yep. people in cults to not talk to doctors, to not believe doctors, because doctors have the best avenue to one of the best social avenues to intervene on someone who's yep. being brainwashed and being lied to. Because yep. doctors care about you and your body and they're scientists and they can sit with you and say, Hey, listen, like, I need to tell you that I don't think this is right. And I think you need, I'm worried about your safety. And so that's classic. That's classic cult stuff is trying to get you to not believe science and not go to doctors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, the other thing that when you were saying it's like the, the, the walk, the path to first you do detox and you do vitamins. Now you're not yeah. vaccinating your kids. I heard somewhere I could be quoting the dream again or something else uh, that they found that patients who are involved in pseudoscience who end up having cancer are either more likely to die sooner yep. or more. Yeah. 
because they stopped getting life-saving treatment. Like, they just... Yep. I mean... They refuse... I mean, and it, it's usually... Um, I mean, patients with advanced cancer... Are going um, to pass have, away. They, yeah. don't, they do not have a very good prognosis. And if they refuse chemotherapy or radiation therapy, that's understandable. Yes. Because it is painful, and it does take a lot out of you and uh-huh. compromise your immune system. Mm-hmm. But patients who are diagnosed with early stages of cancer where maybe a mastectomy or um, other surgery could help, chemotherapy or radiation could could potentially eliminate those cancer cells and put you in remission, those people will refuse treatment. Yeah, and it's scary. They are the ones who are likely to pass away, even though they their prognosis would have been fine or good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least promising. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. And I, um, yeah, and I get it. They're scared. Cancer is scary. I can't even imagine, but you can't, that's really like not a good, good enough reason to, yeah. Yeah. So on that nice downer note, do we want to take a break and then come back and play a game? Yeah. Let's go ahead. We're going to play a game. We're going to play Goop or Noop, which is basically, I'm going to read some article titles, and I want you to tell me if you think that it's a real Goop article or if I made it up. All right. The immune-friendly soups we're making this flu season. Oh, my God. It's pretty catchwordy, so I'm going to have to say goop. It is. It is goop. And there's the first line of the article says, there's magic in ramen, chicken broth, matzo ball, and chicken noodle soup. They taste fucking delicious, but there's no magic that's going to cure your flu in there. It's a good way to get yourself some uh, nutrients while you feel shitty. Um, PSA for this flu-related post. Um, about 15,000 people have died from the flu in the United States this flu season. Get your fucking flu vaccine! Alright, so this next one is... Ha, superpower your Kegels for a healthy pelvic floor and better sex. It sounds almost too rational sounding to me, Goop. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say noop. Uh, goop. Damn. Damn. Um, yeah, goop. Let's see. An astrological roadmap to sex. <laughs> yeah, that's goop. Uh, it's goop. <laughs> it sounds like co- it sounds like Cosmo also. So like. Yeah. All right. I've got I've crystals for masculine energy. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'll say goop. It's goop. 
it's it is a ladies blog so it threw me for a second there <laughs> i'm just envisioning a man like taking a nap on the floor but someone's drawn a pentagram around him and circled him with crystals is that not what we're talking about or <laughs> um all right liver nature's powerhouse of nutrition and why we need to eat more of it no oh it's so gross i'm saying no because it's gross but i'm gonna say nope 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 Nope. i wouldn't put Um, it past her though she's like how to eat your employee's liver without them noticing for great nutrition (laughs) you know um okay so i have two more sorry yeah um spring clean your gut that's goop yeah no it's not goop no i can definitely it's called deliciousobsessions.com Eh, that sounds about okay. right. Okay, I have one last one. A three-day Ayurvedic cleanse to reset each season. Oh, that's definitely goop. It's goop. She loves Ayurveda. She does She does an Ayurvedic cleanse four times a year. Okay, yeah. Uh, Yay! Yeah, we were going to mention, we were going to mention real quick how um, goop is super racist with its, like, generalized Eastern exotic... It will fix... Oriental. Yeah, it's... Which is, like, super bad term. Yeah, it's classic. I think they literally call this kind of racism it's, Oriental. It's called Orientalism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know what that is, look it up. Gla- Goop is super, super guilty of it. Yeah, they... Um, I think a lot of, like, wellness communities are. Yes. Because Western medicine is... Bad. Evil. It's bad. They just... Science. They just throw medication at things instead of trying to come to a natural... Um, Anyway, yes. it's bullshit, and I hate it. Um, Sucks. But let's go on ahead and move into our recommendations. Okay. Okay. Um, so I have a recommendation there. It's it's very specific. If you can't find it, I totally understand. Um, so there's this cute uh, and very, very informative um, magazine slash journal. I don't know how you describe it. It's called The Nib, N-I-B like a pen nib, uh, they did a whole article for their magazine um, about scams that I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, it's a it's a magazine that's entirely comprised of comics um, that are really well drawn, um, and obviously it's very well researched and informative. Um, they talk about the Nigerian Prince scams. Um, either a writer or a guest author um, did a comic about how his dad got sucked into the Nigerian Prince email scam. Uh, they talk about old scams from like the 1800s. Uh, they talk about, uh, uh, like sad, more sad or serious things like, uh, how refugees are often the victim of scams because they're more vulnerable. Um, everything from like saying that they can get them a visa or a passport to a new country to being like, we can get you electricity and then just taking money from them, um, which really sucks. Um, but like more, more lighthearted, like dumb things like oop, fake Uber drivers who just, or like, uh, fake taxi drivers who pick you up from the airport and like charge you too much money and aren't who they say they are. And, um, it was just a really good, uh, magazine and the nib is cute and independent and all of their different magazines are always comics. So if you're a little bit more visual like me, like it helps you be engaged. Um, it's a good thing to check out. 
Um, all right, so my recommendations are podcasts because that's basically all I do. Um, <laughs> all I do so... is podcast, podcast, podcast. <laughs> so Peggy recommended earlier, or list, l- mentioned earlier, the podcast "Let's Talk About Sects" and it's S E T or S E C T S. Um, so like, it's a podcast all about cults, um, and it is hosted by um, an Australian woman who is amazing Mm -hmm. and um the cults that she covers are actually a lot of them are australian cults which is it's funny because like well i never thought about cults like outside of the u.s as weird as it sounds right i just didn't think about that right um so her name is sarah Steele, and the website is ltaspod.com i highly recommend it Mm -hmm. um it's really really interesting she she's got she's on the second season of the podcast Mm -hmm. now um it just drives home that like cults are universal yeah even though they feel uniquely american they have a lot of things that americans really crave (laughs) i guess i don't know also her voice is super soothing Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like there's a lot of like weird cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. happening when i listen Mm -hmm. to it because she's describing all of these terrible things but like her voice is so soothing Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay all right sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and then the other podcast I wanted to recommend I feel like I've probably recommended before um and I think there's probably a lot of crossover if you listen to our podcast you probably already know about them um but the podcast is called Oh No Ross and Carrie it's on the Maximum Fun Network um and it is uh, about two people who go out and do all kinds of crazy shit um, and actually, it's funny because the Goop article where, like, she, oh, sorry, I just hit my microphone. Okay. The Goop article where, um, that Jen Gunter talked about on her website where it was, like, we try these things so you don't have to. Um, like, that's literally Ross and, oh, no, Ross and Carrie's tagline is that they do these things so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about them. Um, and specifically because of talking about Goop on this, the Goop lab on this episode, I would recommend the series um, of episodes where they went to Costa Rica and Ross did ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Um, and his whole experience, their whole experience at this clinic. Um, and then they also, they got sued by this clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. recently, one of their recent episodes was actually an interview with their lawyer. Uh-huh. Where, like, they talk about, like, That's all awesome. the things that they've been like sued for sued for and they talk about they did like a 15 part series part series on scientology they joined the church of scientology um until they got found out and now yeah. they're suppressive people and they can't go into any scientology building um i hope they're i hope they're not getting followed that's scary they probably are that's yeah. scary um yeah so they also they've done things like they joined the mormon church like they even got baptized um, they went to this series of um, biblical presentations like you get ads for in the mail. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being from the Seventh-day Adventists who are near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Founded in Battle um, Creek. Uh, and so they've done they've done all kinds of things. They did urine therapy. They also vaped essential oils. And they, they did. And they learned how to astral project. They did. They've done all kinds of stuff. It's an amazing ser- It's an amazing show. Highly recommend it. Go and listen to it. Yes. Um, those are my recs. I would jump back in with the podcast I kept rec- I kept mentioning, which 
is near and dear to my heart also is um, the Dream podcast. Yeah. Um, we've mentioned. I second that. It's it, really good. It's very good. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned it before. We probably have, but uh, the first season was all about multi-level marketing schemes, uh, which yep. are a fancy term for a scheme that's sort of shaped like an object that's, you know, pyramidal. You might triangular. say triangular. Um, it's all about pyramid schemes first season. And then she sort of took that and ran with it in the second season and talks a lot about, and talks only about wellness because a lot of wellness is very closely tied to pyramid schemes. Yeah. There are a lot of wellness MLMs. Yep. Um, I would highly recommend the recent episode, which was a call in episode where listeners called and left Google voicemails and then she kind of put them together in a really cool way. I would also highly recommend, I mean, all of it's great, but I would highly recommend the episode about birth, like giving birth and the wellness industry around giving birth. Um, because that one's really tricky. It's hard to, sometimes it's really hard to suss out the difference between something that's a wellness thing, quote unquote, and, uh, uh, like actual promoted healthy things for pregnancy. Yeah. Which I guess like one of my little closing thoughts for this episode would be is that um, as a health professional, I'm very frustrated by the fact that um, through the history of medicine, if you really look at it, a women or people having vaginas and uteruses have been very much neglected by actual science because of sexism and oppression. Um, a lot of really horrendous, Uh, Medical testing has been done on queer and vagina and uterus having people uh, and those same people that are people of color um, for the sake of science. And um, so there's a lot of warranted mistrust of medicine uh, by those people. And also there's actual a real actually a real lag in actual solid medical science about our reproductive health um, and what is safe for us, um, everything from how pregnancy works, how birth control works, um, the safety of hormone therapy in any context, um, and how that goes. And they're making a lot of progress, but there's so much stigma, there's so much misinformation that actually came from the medical community itself, and there are so many things missing for us. great episode i'm glad that we're back and we look forward to uh just we missed you. talking to you guys again yeah they can find us on facebook uh at facebook.com slash the triple hoax and they can find us on twitter at the triple hoax um and they could also email us if they feel the need uh we are the triple hoax at gmail.com but definitely join our facebook or like our facebook page um 
that's where we'll be posting most of our updates and relevant articles. So this has been the Triple Hoax. And remember, it doesn't have to be a mystery. Bye. Au revoir.